On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about team bonding and why it's great for the 76ers because it appears, at least based on video we've seen, the little whispers, possibly the Sixers, team bonding, dinner, games in the summer. We'll discuss it next, what it means right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner from TheInquire.com. Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. What's going on, man? Good morning. What's poppin', bro? How you been? Uh, man, doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Looking forward to this conversation. But before we begin, thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, right here, Locked On 76ers. Keith, uh, seeing some videos surface with the players together out there in Los Angeles uh, at dinner uh, Joel Embiid saw him trying to squeeze into a vehicle. James Harden driving his own car. Uh, looked like you know a few other players. That I thought it was Paul Reed. I wasn't really sure was as that. I looked at the video. But uh, seems like they're, they're they're team bonding. They're they're, they're building out there uh, on the West Coast. It seemed like it was Los Angeles. At least at least they had that Los Angeles scene uh, out there. Uh, and this is one of the first times, man, that I thought in the off season, not during the regular season, that. This is pretty cool. If this is, in fact, what they're doing, they're out there team bonding, this is something pretty cool that we haven't seen much of in the past. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, players going to L.A. isn't exactly something new. You know, typically a lot of in the summertime, you have uh, players, excuse me, they'll go to places like L.A., they'll go to Atlanta, they'll go to, like, Miami and work out, right? Um, the, the thing is, though, a lot of the great teams like, you know, uh, the the Lakers, wherever LeBron is at when he was with the Cavs, they would have like these informal like mini camps where guys will come out there and work out. And now you look at the Sixers where, you know, these guys are, are getting together. And like you said, there are some videos and people are saying that they're out there where guys are just coming out there doing this team bonding you know, getting in some runs, doing a lot of other things to whereas they can, you know, uh, you know, where they could just gel together. Now, now, the one thing is you may say to yourself, this is kind of early to do this because typically teams do it, you know, in, in late August or, or early September or whatnot, just so they can get together and, and work on certain things. But I think right now when you have a lot of guys, especially new faces, and we're talking about James. I know James only been here for 21 games in the regular season. And you got PJ Tucker and all this, and you got some young guys. It's good for them to get there and experience this right now, right? And do it. And and the question is, are they going to do it again as it gets closer to the season? But you know, right now, I think that this is great for the Sixers in regard to building team camaraderie and just getting open runs together as a unit, as a team. I, I agree with you 100%. It's just uh, it's something that 
that, like we mentioned, we haven't seen it much. So with, with us not seeing it very much in the past, it is good. And you never know what this could mean later on with them on the floor uh, the uh, during training camp as they get ready for the preseason. James Harden uh, still fra- fairly new in terms of uh, wanting to get used to the uh, the, the offense and, and things of that nature. And now having P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, don't know that they were there at the dinner or not, but it, it's something that could go a very long way. Uh, with this basketball team. And you're right. There's so many players at Los Angeles, Miami, and, and so many other uh, cities that they, they venture off to in the offseason. Uh, but for for other players, even the smaller ones like Paul Reed, and look, they don't have the money that Joel Embiid and, and James Harden have at this stage of their career. But for him to be out there and, and committing to whatever the team uh, bonding is and whatever it is, to, to do something like that, to get out there, it is uh, pretty cool to see, and I, I hope that it's something you see Tobias Harris working out uh, on the side with Paul Reed in a, in a previous uh, video that we saw. And, of course, Tyrese Maxey with James Harden. We see James Harden with P.J. Tucker and Joel Embiid. We don't see this very often. Now, maybe it is because James Harden is a little more on social media than some of the other players in the past, so we're starting to see these videos a little bit, but it seemed like it was more of a, a TMZ vibe uh, when we saw that video out there in Los Angeles, ca- capturing them uh, going to dinner. So it's good to see it. Um, also saw that uh, the, the, the Sixers and, and the James Harden officially, uh, as far as their, their uh, pl- uh, report came out, uh, as far as the press release, I'm sorry, came out on Wednesday that they, he officially signed. So uh, it was good to see that also getting out of the way, even though we did hear the report that it was already completed. So look, all I'm saying is about time, bro, about time. Now we can move on. I mean, exactly. you know, it's great. I, I get it. You got to do the paperwork, do all that. But you know what I mean? This is something it's been <laughs> something done. We knew was going to happen. Yeah, like, it, it has been done. Absolutely. Yeah. Been done. So team bonding, why that's important for the Sixers. It's important because we haven't seen it much in the past, at least with something like this, where they all got together for a dinner. Uh, when we when we get back on the other side, Keith, on our next segment, we need to talk about the Hall of Fame. Yes, we're going to jump ahead a little bit, but it has something to do with Dwight Howard, which we'll talk about in the final segment. But in the upcoming segment, why, dare I say, is Joel Embiid on path to be in that conversation as well? We'll talk about that next right here on Locked On 76ers. But I have to take a break and tell you about Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar puffs yet you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys and guess what there's a new flavor are you surprised they always have new flavors we're always telling you about new flavors so you shouldn't be surprised are you ready all right cool delicious indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate that's right built has done it again let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs they have a light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks and of course they're covered in 100 real chocolate all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Yes, it's healthy instead of digging that spoon as you open that 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 little bin you have that they come in or ripping it into that little tube of cookie dough and just start picking at it. You can just get it in the puffs form. Only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Runthebuilt.com, snag yourself a box for you and your family. It will be the perfect treat for the summer or you can find a really good hiding place and just hide them for yourselves, hoard them. Why not? Just go ahead and do it. What's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. 
You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need it for a snack, for a workout, late night treat, or just need a quick, quick bite to eat uh, before you uh, settle down for the evening. Build is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a built bar. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. Make sure you guys go do it. Check it out. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Definitely do it today. <laughs> Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens. That's Keith Pompey. And we appreciate you listening to us. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. When I be recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, we'll get to the Dwight Howard part later because this is why we're talking about it with Joel Embiid and uh, Dwight Howard's candidacy once he's eventually done. We know he was left off the top 75 team. But Joel Embiid, five-time five All-Star, um, an All-NBA player in, what, four of his five seasons, um, runner-up for MVP twice, one-time scoring champion, Defensive, all defensive team. He has not won a defensive player of the year yet, but all defensive team. Uh, he has the, it seems like he has the accolades to be on path, Keith, to be in that conversation, to be talking about once he is eventually done. And we don't know what's ahead for him in the future as far as on the floor, MVPs, championships, defensive player of the years, more all stars. I'm pretty sure he'll have more of those and add on to his, his list here. But seems like he, uh, he might be on path for that conversation. Yeah, exactly right. Like you said, all defensive team. He was a three-time all defensive second team selection, and he was uh, all he made the all rookie team. I mean, and the big thing about this is let's think about it. This is a guy who missed his first two seasons, and he's been able to do everything since then. Right? He missed his first two seasons. He only played thirty-something games in his third season, and since since then he's been an all star. Since then. He's been an all-star, not just an all-star, but an all-star starter. So when you look at Joel Embiid, you know, right now, you know, when you look at the center situation, you know, it's him and Nikola Jokic. You know, only one of them can get MVP. You know, that stuff is really selective, extremely selective. But what not as selective is what, you know, Joel Embiid has been able to do on the floor. And, I mean, you look at this guy and you say, from a, a, a scoring standpoint, you know, this is a guy with a, a career average of 26 points. He's averaging 11.4 um, rebounds, 3.3 um, assists, 1.7 uh, blocks, and 328 career games, all starts, right? So these are numbers that, you know, you say that an, an all-star will put up. So, yes, he definitely is uh, – a candidate to become an all-star um, great international player. And the funny thing is when you look at it, not only has he missed two years of playing, you know, he didn't start playing basketball until the age of 16. So there's a lot going on for this guy's candidacy. And it's going to be a great 30 for 30 story when it's all said and done. And, and you think about when you talk about the Naismith Memorial basketball hall of fame, not the NBA hall of fame, a lot of times players, uh, coaches, they do get in because of the international play. And he hasn't even played any international basketball as of yet uh, on the, uh, on the, you know, for a, a team, a country. 
to add that to his resume. And now that he has that citizenship uh, from France, uh, based on the reports that we saw earlier in the summer, that's something else that's going to add on to it, whether he goes and gets a bronze, a silver, or even a gold. Uh, he's going to have that as part of his resume if he decides to play in some, you know, some Olympic uh, basketball and, and add that again to the list. So he's on path. Uh, he's had so far a very, very, very good career. He's had a Hall of Fame career so far, but uh, of course you're not going to get in, at least, the, you know, you're not going to get in a five years <laughs> uh, of play even though he has those types of accolades that are right there with his name. So we'll see what he does more in the future. And if he keeps on adding to it, then this will be a definite conversation. Um, James Harden, we also know that is someone that's going to be in the Hall of Fame because he was named to the top 75 team. So you could have two guys from this current Sixers team over the last couple of years. Just thinking back, um, I don't know about Jim, Jimmy Butler. It's probably, you know, at least in the conversation based on the tenure of his career all-stars as well, all NBAs. And that's, I think that's probably it. J.J. Reddick is not not one that would be a Hall of Famer. Tobias Harris, uh, as of right now, no. And, of course, we don't know what the future of Tobias, uh, Tyrese Maxey holds. But right now, Embiid, Harden, and maybe Jimmy Butler over the course of these last few seasons when they have been playoff teams. Well, oh, okay, okay, because there's another player that we're going to talk about in the next segment that played with Embiid. Yes, him a, separately. A, yeah, he'll get his own. Yeah. He'll get his own segment. And then again, um, I, Ben Simmons. I mean, I mean, again, like I, I kind of think. I mean, yeah, you 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 can consider he could be one, but it is also. Um, it depends on how Ben's going to be remembered. You know, again, this is a voting thing and it can be subjective. Um, I, I think if Ben Simmons comes out and he does, and he becomes the man and, and, uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, but, but I think that sometimes it can be subjective and some people could say, can hold certain things against them. I wouldn't, but some people can sure. hold things against them. And, and you know, but I think that what Embiid has done is is really you know you know Ben Simmons is a three time All Star, he's a two time what All First Team Defensive Performer, he was a runner up for it. So you can say he's on pace to it to be that. But he also missed a season. He missed two. He missed his rookie year, but that that, that shouldn't matter. Um, and he missed a season. But the thing about it is, you got to understand something. When Joel Embiid was healthy, he was an all-star ever since then. Yes. Ben Simmons, his rookie year, he didn't make the all-star team when he was healthy. You know what I mean? Joel did. So, you know, those are certain things like that. I think that he's on a level ahead of Joel, uh, Ben in regards to that. But that's not saying Ben can't be one. I think he could. But, again, it's extremely subjective. And I sure. think there's going to be some voters – who could hold his holdout against him if he gotcha. doesn't ascend to that next level. And not only that, late games, his fear to shoot the ball and stuff like that. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's subjective. All right. I appreciate that, man. On the other side, we'll talk about the man who is the reason why we just discussed Joel Embiid. That's Dwight Howard and why we don't understand why this is still a conversation, but we have to have it because – he keeps being asked about it. 
We'll talk about that next right here, Locked On 76ers. All right, welcome back. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens, Locked On 76ers. Keith, there was a report out there, uh, of course, uh, Dwight Howard saying that uh, he, was, he was on uh, some, he was asked about being a Hall of Famer. And he said, yes, he believes he's a Hall of Famer. And it became a very topical thing around the NBA 75 list when it was released during the season because he was not a part of it. I think he should have been a part of it. I don't know why they didn't include him in that top 75 list. It was ridiculous. Uh, he was a monster in, in his prime. And for uh, a good eight-year eight run, and just looking at how great he played with the Orlando Magic, the Defensive Player of the Year award, consecutively the All-Stars, the All-Defensive teams, and getting them to the NBA Finals that one year against the Los Angeles Lakers, Hall of Fame career for sure. Top 75, in my opinion. Now, they had a lot of players to choose from, but he was asked again. And I don't know I don't know why, you know, I remember doing the show, Keith. I'm, I'm telling you, I did a show four years ago when we were talking about future Hall of Famers. It was the summer. It was a slow time. And we were looking at different things of guys who were going to be the next up. And uh, I had a conversation with the folks on the air and my producer and I felt like Dwight Howard was a surefire Hall of Famer. But we had so many people, not only on Twitter, but on the phone saying, no, he isn't. It was more because they don't like him. They don't like his personality instead of the play that he has displayed over his career. That is certainly Hall of Fame worthy. And I don't know why this is a question for a lot of people to be surprised that Dwight Howard, when it's all said and done, is a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of it has to do with I would really like to gauge the age of the people who who answered that, because when you look at Dwight Howard, you know, he's a guy who played, you know, he was the first overall pick in 2004 and he's played. He just completed his 18th season. Right. <laughs> in, in the NBA, <laughs> Right. So when you think about that is and then, you know, he was with, with the Orlando Magic for. Uh, for eight seasons. So there's been 10 seasons when he's been a guy who floated around. And then there are some people thinking about, okay, he went to LA and he was with uh, the Lakers and him and Kobe didn't see eye to eye. He goes to Houston for three years. Him and Harden doesn't see eye to eye. Well, he balled out in Houston though. Uh -huh. Yeah, he yeah. balled out. But he what I'm saying out. is that's what some of those people may recognize him as, right? But when you look at it, here's a guy right now who's an eight-time All-Star, right? A five-time rebounding championship, right? He was a two-time block shot champion, an eight-time All-NBA, which is important because, you know, All-NBA is only 15 guys in the league that can do that. He was a three-time defensive player of the year and a five-time All-Defensive performer. So like you said, when he was in his prime, his first 11 years, 12 years in the league, he was the man. And he's able, like he's a little older now. When you look at him, you know, he's been in the league for 18 years. He's 36, so he'll be 37 in December. But he's been able to, to change and transform from being the star to being able to be a complimentary backup center, Right. So I think he does that well. And a lot, unfortunately, a guy that a lot of people who basically the, compare him to and say is better than him, they look at they look at 
Anthony Davis. So Anthony Davis just completed his 10th year. He's an eight-time All-Star, right? He's a um, a three-time block championship, a four-time All-NBA, and a four-time All-Defensive performer. But again, it's like they're looking at Anthony Davis now in his prime, but they're not doing the same for Dwight. And Dwight and Maya and Anthony Davis made all top 75 teams. Yes, he did. But he's good. He's good. But I don't think he's better than Dwight when Dwight was in his prime. I don't go over those accolades and all. And like you just talked about the long, we just talked about the longevity year 18. Dwight Howard didn't miss games. Anthony Davis missed a lot of games um, early on in, in his New Orleans time. And if they're going to do that, they were going to do that. Uh, no problem with Anthony Davis being on the 75 just because of his talent and the numbers that you just ran off. But you're absolutely right. If I were to choose one of who should have been on that list, it would have been Dwight Howard. I, I don't even know why. And yes, we are talking about it, but we're talking about it because, again, he was asked about it and he answered the question. Yes, he believes he's a Hall of Famer. This is, that's a ridiculous question at this point. And here's another thing. When we talk about championships, right? So Dwight Howard was on that team when the Lakers won a championship in the bubble with mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, but that was LeBron James's team. When Dwight Howard led the Orlando Magic to the finals, that was his team. Now, again, we love Jameer Nelson. It was him, and then it was Jameer Nelson, right? But the White Howard was the guy. He mm-hmm. was the man, right? Anthony Davis was the Robin to LeBron's Batman, right? And that thing. So I think that the fact that we got to give this guy credit for leading a team to the NBA Finals, and what they I believe they lost to the Lakers that year. You know what I mean? He lost to the Lakers. Six. I believe so they lost to six. Yeah. He, he lost to six, and he was also a part of very dominant Houston Rockets teams, right? Like you said, him and the Harden thing. So, you know what I mean? I think like, you know, some people look at it and it's like I said, it's subjective, but people are like, you got to understand, man, when he was in his prime, he he was the man. And and he's still a a complimentary, a great complimentary player. And still a free agent right now, looking to play year number 19. Well, man, uh, good conversation. And uh, that was that was a fun one, an interesting one, just because I'm with you, man. Uh, I don't see why it's really a topic of discussion for him to even be asked anymore. He is a Hall of Famer. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Now, make sure you check out the uh, Locked On NBA for your second listen. We're Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, you don't mind letting people know where they can find us. Like my man, well, like my man first said, just just said, wherever you get your podcast that you can get this podcast too. Now, locked on 76, you can listen to it. But also, if you want to listen to my man after you watch this podcast today, what you need to do is you need to go to log on. You could click, I mean, turn your dial to 97.5 or turn your television station to NBC Sports Philadelphia, and you can watch my man D from two to six, right? You can do that today and tomorrow. Afterwards, next week, make sure you listen to them on the morning show for the first three days of the week 
from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then the following two days go from 6 p.m. to 10 a.m. So, you know, 12 hour shift, do it, whatever you can. But make sure you follow my man on Twitter at Devon G. That's D-O-V-O-N-G 975 on Twitter. Right. And you can follow me at Pompey on Sixers on Twitter. And you can read the Philadelphia Inquirer at Inquirer.com. Well, man, thank you. Thank everybody for listening, hanging out with us. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Thank you. All right. Peace, y'all. All right, man. Peace.